This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. From former A's outfielder. Here comes Katze. Here comes the relay. The slide. He's in there. Inside the park. Home run. To A's manager, it's time for the manager show with Mark Kotze, presented by Nest Betting. The A's skipper sits down with Chris Townsend exclusively on A's Cast. Visit nestbetting.com today. Here's Chris Townsend. It's now time for the Mark Kotze show, brought to you by nestbetting.com. Check out their locations, Nest Betting in the Bay Area. You'll love their stores. And when you go in their stores or you go online, tell them use the coupon code Oakland to get 10% off your order for your bed. Uh, the mattresses are unbelievable. Pillows, bedding, you name it. Go to Nest Bedding, their stores, or go to nestbedding.com. Use the coupon code Oakland to get 10% off your order. Love where you sleep. Mark, how are you? I'm well. Just uh, starting a Friday morning here in Danville and uh, already went to Starbucks, got an Americano, so... Uh, we're getting locked in. I love it. Ready to rock. And, you know, yesterday uh, you saw we had Marcus Simeon on the set of A's Cast Live. And, you know, the relationships in this game that you build through all these years, and you think of how long you've been playing baseball from the time you were a kid in Southern California and then through Fullerton and then through the minor leagues. The relationships are so key. And Marcus is a great example because I saw you guys hug and embrace. No matter what, he'll always be known as a great Oakland A. Just talk about what's special about our game is the bond of the relationships that you build throughout your career. Yeah, you know, County, that's that's well said. Um, Just this morning, I reached out to a good friend of mine, Trevor Hoffman. Um, We talked bullpen. We talked pitching. Um, You know, the relationships really are, are, are what not only baseball, the game of baseball is about, but life is about as well. So, um, you know, the value of the relationship uh, gets built from from that trust and that foundation of and that bond that you create with just spending time with guys. And Marcus was one of those guys, Marcus Simeon, a true uh, professional in, in every way, uh, made sure he came out early, made sure, you know, he connected with guys that he would played with here in Oakland, uh, as well as yourself, just giving the time to come over and and spend time. Uh, you know, talking and not not just talking to you, but talking to the A's fans, the, the fans that he grew up with, uh, that he still cares for, the community that uh, he's still a part of in the offseason. We talked about, you know, him still having a home here and just the attachment. And uh, and that's just says so much about Marcus's character uh, and just, you know, the person he is. You know, it's funny you mentioned Trevor Hoffman. You know, everybody all those years are like, oh, Bruce Bochy's the genius with the bullpen. It's like, he's a genius. All he has to do is do a little hell's bells and bring that guy to the bullpen and the game's <laughs> over. Uh, you kind of have that right now with Danny Jimenez. We've been running the numbers here on Ace Cast Live about Danny Jimenez. I know you guys got your numbers. I'll give you one that's simple. Hitters are batting .028 this year against his slider 
I mean, wow. Danny Jimenez has become your lockdown guy in the ninth inning. Just talk about how that's developed. Yeah, well, you know, going into spring training and assimilating the bullpen, um, you know, we really didn't know um, at that time. It was Lou Trevino um, based on the fact that Lou had done it before at the major leagues and Lou had been a part of this uh, team and, and had some success in that role. And, you know, as the season started, we, we put guys in situations early to test them to see, you know, what they uh, were able to accomplish and leverage roles. And Danny really stood out. Danny, um, you know, pitched in some games early, showed us some confidence in terms of just the uh, demeanor on the mound. Uh, he's, he, you wouldn't know if there's bases loaded or, or nobody on in two outs. Uh, he he attacks the strike zone. And and I love that you mentioned his slider because I've been asked several times, you know, what him and his off-speed pitch is. And I just continue to say, well, it's a, it's a breaking ball. <laughs> so, um, you know, he's, he's definitely had a lot of success and uh, and we couldn't be happier for Danny and, and, and the role that he's fulfilling on, on this club. Yeah, it's so funny now with baseball savant, what we get, you know, obviously your guys' numbers are far different than ours, but we get – I mean, is it a cutter? Is it a slider? Is it a curveball? Is it a slurve? Hell, I don't care what it is. Does it get people out? Yeah, that's right. You know, and and I don't think it registers um, correctly. Uh, you know, and and I don't know how to classify it because it 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 looks like a split from the side. It acts like a slider. It definitely has depth of a curveball. So. Um, you know, it's a great pitch and it's one that he has confidence in. He has confidence throwing it three, two, um, you know, with, with the hitters, um, in a lot of times those situations are, they've got anxiety as well. So, uh, the higher the leverage situation, um, you know, I think the, uh, more likely hitters do expand. And I think we've seen that with Danny as well. You know, balls coming back at pitchers, uh, obviously scary around the league and, you know, around our A's family, it's hit hard at times, you know, with what happened with Brandon McCarthy years ago, obviously with Chris Bassett, it's really scary. And when it came back at Frankie Montas, uh, luckily the x-rays came back, nothing nothing was broken. But when you saw him crouch down on that mound and his hand was shaking, I mean, you knew that he was in pain, might have been even numb. Uh, the shock of it, the adrenaline going, you guys, you know, obviously he wasn't going to be able to continue. You took him out of the game. Uh, everything worked out. And then to see him come back and throw the way he did, like Anaheim never happened. Just talk about how proud you are of him and that effort last night because he was absolutely dominant. Yeah, Frankie last night, um, as you talked about in Anaheim, um, being hit in the hand with the line drive. And from my perspective in Anaheim, I actually thought it got the majority of his gloves. And once I saw him go grab his hand and kind of bend down, uh, knew that it was more than just a glove. And you know, when we Nick and I got out there to look at Frankie, um, realizing, you know, okay, it's, it's the fingers. And uh, as you talked about, they were numb and, you know, he threw a couple, two pitches, I believe, and just couldn't feel the baseball. So fortunately, as you, as you said, he, he the x-rays came back negative and, and, you know, talking to Frankie the next day, he felt, you know, a hundred percent better, had feeling in his hands, played catch. And 
taking him out last night, I, I expected that performance from him. Uh, anytime you have a competitor like Frankie that, that doesn't get to, to finish a start for, you know, those, those unforeseen reasons, um, you know, you, you just have this innate feeling that he's going to go out and dominate. And, uh, and he did last night. He had everything working. He had a slider split plus velo on his fastball and uh, utilized all three pitches uh, to pitch through the seventh and, and, and punch out 11 guys. When you look at Paul Blackburn, we've been joking, calling him Polly Winday because the way he's throwing for you with a 1.70 ERA, I know you can talk grip change and you can talk about mechanical stuff. And I've said this to Scott Emerson too, that you can talk all that stuff with me, but there's something different about him. The demeanor on the mound, the way he's attacking guys, the way he's not afraid to utilize his fastball. So for you from the dugout, what's different about Paul Blackburn? Well, I think you, you nailed it there. Uh, his demeanor, his confidence. Um, he's got uh, an attitude that I would describe in, in two words, Tony, but can't be said over the radio. So um, it, it's a look of, you know, when you meet somebody in a dark alley and, and you know you're in for it, um, and most likely you'll turn around and walk away. And uh, when, when someone has that look in their eye that, that they're a um, – uh, a confident, let's just use that word, uh, aggressive, um, you know, bull, bully. And, uh, and I think Paulie's, you know, found himself, uh, he's, he's found the, the identity um, that he needs to be successful here. And, uh, and he's continuing to, to grow, uh, continuing to go out and perform. And, uh, and it's just, it's so great to see, uh, a, a player from from our organization that's been a part of this group, uh, but never really cemented himself in the rotation, um, stepping up and, and having the type of success. I got to ask you about defense and shifting because we saw it last night, and you see it on if you watch enough quick pitch on MLB Network, their highlight show, you see it all the time. Like infielders are so used to you know doing what they do. I play shortstop. I play third. We see uh, on the set of Ace Cast Live, guys just take gr constant ground balls, working on their craft. And then all of a sudden, you move these guys in, in the shift and you put them in positions that they're maybe not totally used to. And you can have a double play situation that ends up getting screwed up and because guys look awkward. And I just wonder, how much do you guys practice like double play situations in shift formations, so that guys are more comfortable when that does happen in a game. Yeah, so we we do practice double plays in the shift. Um, we spend a lot of time, as you talk about, working on ground balls um, from the beginning of spring training. Uh, when we do all of our fundamental work in spring training, um, not only do we do it in a regular defense, but we do it in the shift defense, whether that's you know through cutoffs and relays. Uh, to turning double plays. And, and last night in the game, I, I know what player you're, you're talking about in particular. Uh, I think it was Jonah Heim, uh, left-handed hitter. We're in a shift, but we're also respecting the fact that this, that Jonah has laid down a bunt. So our third baseman is, is in a modified kind of bunt situation. Uh, our second baseman, uh, Sheldon Noisy's over in the hole, and Elvis is, you know, playing a what would be second base, 
uh, position, even though he's our shortstop and a double play. So to turn double play, it's, it's very difficult in that defense. And uh, once the ball was hit last night to Elvis's right, you know, Sheldon reacted to the baseball being hit, took off towards the base. So that looked a little bit awkward. But really what we're doing is we're defending against the hitter's strength. And so if you have a runner on first, um, you can look at it two ways. If, if he pulls the ball through the four hole, now we're first and third, no outs. And what we're doing there is we're trying to eliminate the first and third, no out situation. We're sacrificing the double play to a certain extent to keep that runner off third and take the out. And in that play, unfortunately, the ball took Elvis to his right. Um, you know, I think he had time to get up and make the throw to first base. He threw it awkwardly off one knee. Uh, Bethancourt uh, didn't make the pick. And, and now we're first and second, no outs, as opposed to having a runner at second and one out where it eliminates the probability of, of, of them scoring. So that's really what we're looking at. Uh, even though the play looked awkward, uh, I thought our defense was set up in the right position to, to get it out. Let's end on this. And speaking of setting up the defense, because you've been the defensive. Did you call yourself a defensive coordinator? No, I wasn't. I was just the infield coach last year. And, um, you know, and, and doing that, I, you know, taking the role to Darren Bush of, of you know, run prevention. So Darren and, and Scott Emerson work together because we obviously have a pitching plan of how we're going to pitch guys. And we want to align our defense up uh, to, you know, behind the kind of approach that we're going to take to get guys out. So I like the defensive coordinator, though. That would, you know, whether you're going to run a three, four <laughs> or a four, four defense cover two. Um, all right. So when you're setting the defense, now that we have pitch comp, how much is that helping infielders, center fielder? How much is pitch comp helping knowing that the they know exactly, the fielders know exactly what the pitch is going to be? Is it helping or is it something eh, not that big of a deal? Well, you know, I think it does help. It gives them the anticipation um, that, you know, if you're playing third base and we've got a left-handed pitcher on the mound, we're throwing a slider back foot, you, the third baseman can anticipate that ball being hit to him. Um, and in that, possibly take a step to the line to protect the ball from going, you know, down the line. And um, so I, I do think there's some advantages. I know that there's a definite advantage of not having signs stolen at second base. Um, you know, Tony, with, I can explain this so that fans can have a better um, understanding of what Pitchcom is, but Pitchcom delivers the, the sign that the catcher normally gives to the pitcher and to four of, or three of the infielders. So really, Tony, there's only five Pitchcom devices. So the outfielders don't have them, and one of the infielders doesn't have one as well. So this is what MLB is working on. They're fine-tuning it. But um, I really believe in it, and I think it's, one, sped the game up, uh, and two, eliminated some of the sign stealing at second base, which I'm a big proponent of. Um, so hopefully, you know, there's some quirks to it. Uh, crowd noise, um, you know, sometimes interferes with players' ability to, to hear uh, the pitch being called. And then there are buttons on the pitch comm that catchers use to call pickoffs, um, you know, but there probably could be even more. Uh, if you wanted to call a bunt defense, if you wanted to call a first and third defense, um, I think I think they're going to you know add these um, add these calls to the to the wristband or to the device and uh, and make it even better. So I, I'm a big proponent of it.
Yeah, at some point you're going to have the button that says, hey, where do you want to go to dinner tonight? <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> it's changing so different than the old days. Hey, great stuff as always. We appreciate it. We know you uh, want to improve the record at home in front of the fans, and you got a nice long homestand here, and the Astros after the Rangers, and then the Red Sox go. So good luck the rest of the week, and we'll talk to you next Friday. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. And that's the Mark Kotze Show brought to you by Nest Betting. Love where you sleep. Go to one of their locations in the Bay Area or you go online, nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. Use the coupon code Oakland to get 10% off your entire order for your mattress, your pillows, your bedding, you name it. You go to nestbedding.com. Love where you sleep. Thank you for listening to the Mark Kotze Show. Now back to A's cast powered by iHeartRadio. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.